Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, the podcast where I show you how the practice of inner kindness changes everything. Through the conversations here, I'll teach you how to turn that harsh, critical, and even hurtful inner voice into one that is kind, supportive, and healing. I'm Pete Sibley, the self-kindness coach, and I am so glad you're here. Hello, hello, and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley, and I am grateful that you're listening. Isn't it strange to just have this connection between us? I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that you're sitting there listening, and we're doing this together. Uh, I'm listening to me, too. Um, I just had some chocolate, so good there, um, hydrated, even though my voice sounds a little scratchy today, um, and I want to know about you. I want to know about your self-kindness. What is something that comes up for you when you think about self-kindness, when you hear me talking about self-kindness? I want to hear what it is for you. Now, some of you do this already without an invitation. And I love that. I love that. I love getting comments from those of you who listen to this podcast. Um, and thank you for doing that. But if you are new to the podcast, or maybe you've been thinking about sending me a question or something about the podcast, why not go ahead and do that? Uh, you can contact me through the link in the show notes below, or you can find me out there. I show up a bunch on Instagram, and on Instagram, I'm just self-kindness with Pete. So let's chat. Let's, uh, let's make this a two-way conversation. Some of you have already done that. Again, thank you. And you can always rate the show. If you rate the show, that helps those algorithm uh, things out there in the cyber world to send out more kindness to more people. So your little act of kindness of rating the show, it makes a difference. And isn't that why we're curious about exploring self-kindness? Is there kindness in the world? Yes. Where is it? It resides in you. And today I want to talk about something that can block or, uh, you know, maybe dampen or dim the light of that ability to be kind, compassionate, loving, uh, joyful, playful in the world. And that is self-doubt. So let's jump right in. So self-doubt is, it's a more challenging collection of thoughts that you tell about yourself because it flies in the face of why you are seeking something like self-kindness or self-compassion in the first place. So if you've been here a minute, you know that I'm always interested in what's the feeling that's going on, but, you know, also what is your awareness noticing about the thoughts, the specific thoughts about what's here. So with something that we would label as self-doubt, you may or may not have watched what the specific thoughts have been before, but now 
if you use your awareness and you take a look, you might see them as sounding like this. I don't know if I can do it. I'm not capable. I'll mess it up. I'm not certain. I'm unclear. I'm confused. I don't deserve. It's not for me. I'll never. And any of the, you know, offspring or siblings or cousins of those thoughts would all fall under that umbrella of self-doubt. So again, the first place we always begin is in simply acknowledging seeing those thoughts. Because even though they feel true, they are only a collection of words in your head. Albeit a very persistent, stuck on repeat, you know, collection sentence or group of sentences in your head. But a self-kindness practice is a practice in becoming aware of these sentences and the feelings they elicit. Or what's usually the case is they seem to promise the worst case scenario that you believe you literally can't handle. So these thoughts seem to bring up this uh, feeling of emotions like utter disappointment, of shame, of embarrassment. That's the narrative of self-doubt. So rather than end up in one of those terrifying emotional states, your brain offers up thoughts that hopefully will keep you stuck in the less terrible, like uncomfortable or, you know, some place of blasé, but like at least you won't slip into that pit of despair. And so how do you interrupt this cycle? That's what this podcast is about today, of beginning to try something that could actually help you, or rather when you begin, something that can actually help you, and only to have it feel like it's derailed by self-doubt, and it shows up, it ruins the party, it puts a big pile of crap on top of any progress you made. How do you interrupt that? It's ironic, but self-doubt is the most effective way to practice self-trust. And I'll say that again in case your brain can't handle it or doesn't want to hear this, but self-doubt is the most effective way to practice self-trust. And it begins again with noticing all of the aspects and noting the aspects of the self-doubt thoughts. The self-doubt thoughts are very, let's call them binary. They're very either or. They're very black or white. You're either doing it or you're slipping down the slippery slope to hell. So in my life, self-doubt has showed up along every step on every journey that I've taken. So creating a relationship with self-doubt, yes, that's a possibility. And in self-kindness coaching, that's what we do is we learn how to do something like create a relationship with self-doubt. 
that has become an eye-opener in my life. Understanding that something like self-doubt, it too is neither inherently good or bad, positive or negative. It's not a binary thing, but it's an experience of the larger spectrum of being a human being. It's an experience of being a human on the planet. When self-doubt becomes something of interest to you, it takes on a different flavor. When you get curious about why it's showing up, you ask different questions of it. Where before you might be asking, what's wrong with me? Why don't I believe in myself? These questions that keep us spinning. Curiosity asks, well, why is it here? You know, what if self-doubt is wanting me to stay safe? Well, then what is it trying to tell me? What is it asking me to look for? So this curiosity invites a learning aspect of self-doubt rather than the old way, which is I'm running away from it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to do the thing that doesn't elicit any more self-doubt. And usually what that looks like is maybe it ends up being a self-sabotage where you uh, somehow quit the very thing that was where you wanted to grow, what you wanted to do. And who knows what that looks like for you. For me, self-doubt before I developed this relationship and even after I developed the relationship, it could leave me on the floor with my head just like in the carpet, unable to move, just lying there like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I just can't. And as I allow just noticing those thoughts, I can stay with myself. I can stay present. I can hear those thoughts coming in and I can do what I'm asking you, which is I can get curious. Why is it here? And I'm given new information when I ask that question. I start to see that fear of going down into those emotions like utter disappointment or shame or humiliation or embarrassment. So when self-doubt is driving our lives, it's because it is the lesser of the two feelings that we, on some level, were making this decision. It could be more subconscious, but self-doubt and those feelings of, you know, upset and bummed out and longing, like, those are the lesser of the two, and the others being, you know, utter shame and embarrassment and humiliation. So in feeling the lesser of those two emotions, when, you know, self-doubt brings that up, those shouting at you, I'm not capable, I'll mess up, I can't do it, I don't deserve it, I'll never, it is there. And the reason why you offer, like why self-doubt comes up, is because it wants to keep you from those emotions. So in a way, it's a strange payoff that self-doubt is giving you. So how do you begin to shift that? 
Self-kindness invites self-trust. And self-trust is asking yourself that or inviting yourself that is it possible that I can look at an emotion like shame? Is it possible that I could be curious about those emotions? What does it look like to get curious about doubt itself? As you begin to explore this terrain, this maybe new terrain of an opening and curiosity around really hard emotions like shame, curiosity around what does, you know, there's a feeling, there is a physical feeling of shame, of embarrassment, of humiliation. And if we're curious about understanding, can we actually feel those feelings? What we notice is it's possible. But this is what I believe, you know, was found in this type of of journey, this type of self-journey that Marianne Williamson wrote when she, or found when she penned the beautiful statement that I've quoted it before on the show, which is, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. And it goes on to, you know, to talk more about that, but... Again, our fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And self-doubt works, plays perfectly into that belief. So our job in an inner kindness journey is to begin to explore that, tap into that, understand that, and see that. In my journey with self-kindness, I found that the further I got and the further along with this work, that I felt that, you know, that love, that grace, that peace, that benevolence is so big that they can render the ego obsolete. And if we are beings that are only defined by our ego, then that's scary. Because that is begging us to ask that question, well, who am I without my ego? And again, that's where self-kindness begins with those questions, asking ourselves, you know, who are we without our stories? Getting in touch with that witnessing aspect of who we are. And without my ego, I'm just the person sitting here right now talking to you, a friend, and sharing words, sharing experiences. We become very present and very available to be the experience of what we want a self-kindness practice to bring us in the first place. What would you want self-kindness to bring you? What would you want 
it to bring you if you lived from a place that was benevolent and graceful and gentle within you 24-7. And what you land on is that place. A place where you're present. You're here right now, being of service, being available to respond to what's coming up. So in this way, self-doubt becomes a hallowed teacher of deep self-trust, of a beautiful degree of self-intimacy, of connecting to your inner wisdom, all from just being curious about it. Each time you meet self-doubt within you, you you awaken these aspects of you. They are strengthened in you. The neural networks are created and grow in you. And up until now, we've been strengthening the network that tells us to run away. But perhaps after listening to this, you'll no longer be as quick to turn and run. Maybe you'll stay. Maybe you'll get curious. Maybe you will connect and see that a part of you can handle this. That a part of you does deserve that. That an aspect of you isn't messing up when you feel self-doubt. That being unclear about self-doubt is an invitation to just explore it. And seeing that A simple act of inner kindness can begin an avalanche of shifting and changes within you. Because let me tell you, you can do shame, my friend. You can do embarrassment. You can do humiliation. All human beings are capable of doing those emotions. And in fact, we do those emotions. So if that's the truth of who we are, then what's the issue? Well, the issue is just the thoughts in your own mind that you're thinking about what that emotion is going to do, what it means. So welcome to the perfect setup. It brings us back to noticing the thoughts in your head. All right, my friend, let me know how this works for you and reach out. Let me know what you experience or think about when you think about self-kindness and self-doubt. I love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Hello, Self-Kindness with Pete listener. Are you ready? If this message resonates with you today, reach out. I know I can help you. We can jump on a call. I'll give you a couple things you can work on right away that you can implement. And if it works, we can keep working together for six months or a year. And I'll walk you step by step through every step of the way. You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you. The kindness you express to the world. Time to turn that in and start living that beautiful, brilliant life. Go to the show notes, click on the link, and let's start today. I can't wait to talk.